Section 55 of Greece and Rome. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avayi in November 2018. The World's Story, Volume 4, Greece and Rome, edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 55 spartacus to the gladiators seventy three b c by elijah kellogg the romans had always been stern and now they had become brutal in the athletic contests they were no longer satisfied with racing and wrestling they demanded to see real fights and the spilling of real blood at first they were entertained by watching battles between wild beasts lion leopards panthers and elephants sometimes hundreds of them fighting together in the same arena but this soon ceased to be interesting those who are cruel to animals always become cruel to people and the romans soon wanted the excitement of seeing men fight and die these fighters were called gladiators at first they were all slaves and criminals sometimes they were promised freedom if they fought for a certain number of years and were not slain schools were established where they were trained to fight and from which they could be obtained at any moment at the close of a gladiatorial combat the victor stood proudly beside the vanquished and waited for the spectators to say what should be done with him if the man had made a brave fight they stretched out their hands with the thumbs up but if he had shown himself awkward or cowardly the thumbs were pointed down and he was put to death on the instant in 73 B.C. the gladiators revolted, and many escaped from the school at Capua, with no weapons save those of the arena. Slaves and other gladiators joined them, and they were successful in some engagements with the Roman troops. Spartacus had been chosen as their leader, and he sensibly urged them to go to their homes in Gaul and Thrace, but they were so elated with their victories that they refused in the wild hope of conquering Rome the result was that they were overcome by the romans and spartacus was slain the following is his supposed speech to them at the time of their escape the editor it had been a day of triumph in capua lentulus returning with victorious eagles had amused the populace with the sports of the amphitheatre to an extent hitherto unknown even in that luxurious city the shouts of revelry had died away, the roar of the lion had ceased, the last loiterer had retired from the banquet, and the lights in the palace of the victor were extinguished. The moon, piercing the tissue of fleecy clouds, silvered the dewdrops on the corselet of the Roman sentinel, and tipped the dark waters of the Vulturnus with a wavy, tremulous light. No sound was heard save the last sob of some retiring wave, telling its story to the smooth pebbles of the beach and then all was still as the breast when the spirit has departed in the deep recesses of the amphitheatre a band of gladiators were assembled their muscles still knotted with the agony of conflict the foam upon their lips the scowl of battle yet lingering on their brows when spartacus starting forth from amid the throng thus addressed them ye call me chief and ye do well to call him chief who 
for twelve long years has met upon the arena every shape of man or beast the broad empire of rome could furnish and who never yet has lowered his arm if there be one among you who can say that ever in public fight or private brawl my actions did belie my tongue let him stand forth and say it if there be three in all your company dare to face me on the bloody sands let them come on and yet i was not always thus a hired butcher a savage chief of still more savage men my ancestors came from old sparta and settled among the vine-clad rocks and citron groves of cyracella my early life ran quiet as the brooks by which i sported and when at noon i gathered the sheep beneath the shade and played upon the shepherd's flute there was a friend the son of a neighbour to join me in the pastime we led our flocks to the same pasture and partook together of our rustic meal one evening after the sheep were folded and we were all seated beneath the myrtle which shaded our cottage my grandsire an old man was telling of marathon and Luctra, and how in ancient times a little band of spartans in a defile of the mountains had withstood a whole army i did not then know what war was but my cheeks burned i knew not why and i clasped the knees of that venerable man until my mother parting the hair from off my forehead kissed my throbbing temples and bade me go to rest and think no more of those old tales and savage wars that very night the romans landed on our coast i saw the breast that had nourished me trampled by the hoof of the war-horse the bleeding body of my father flung amid the blazing rafters of our dwelling to-day i killed a man in the arena and when i broke his helmet clasps behold he was my friend he knew me smiled faintly gasped and died the same sweet smile upon his lips that i had marked when in adventurous boyhood we scaled the lofty cliff to pluck the first ripe grapes and bear them home in childish triumph i told the praetor that the dead man had been my friend generous and brave and i begged that i might bear away his body to burn it on a funeral pile and mourn over his ashes i upon my knees amid the dust and blood of the arena i begged that poor boon while all the assembled maids and matrons and the holy virgins they called vestals and the rabble shouted in derision deeming it rare sport forsooth to see rome's fiercest gladiator turn pale and tremble at sight of that piece of bleeding clay and the praetor drew back as if i were pollution and sternly said let the carrion rot there are no noblemen but romans and so fellow gladiators must you and so must i die like dogs o oh, rome rome thou hast been a tender nurse to me ay thou hast given to that poor gentle timid shepherd lad who never knew a harsher tone than a flute-note muscles of iron and a heart of flint taught him to drive the sword through plated mail and links of rugged brass and warm it in the marrow of his foe to gaze into the glaring eyeballs of the fierce numidian lion even as a boy upon a laughing girl and he shall pay thee back until the yellow tiber flows red as frothing wine and there in its deepest ooze thy life-blood lies curdled 
ye stand here now like giants as ye are the strength of brass is in your toughened sinews but to-morrow some roman adonis breathing sweet perfume from his curly locks shall with his lily fingers pat your red brawn and bet his sesterces upon your blood hark hear ye yon lion roaring in his den tis three days since he has tasted flesh but to-morrow he shall break his fast upon yours and a dainty meal for him ye will be if ye are beasts then stand here like fat oxen waiting for the butcher's knife if ye are man follow me strike down yon guard gain the mountain passes and there do bloody work as did your sires at old termopylae is sparta dead is the old grecian spirit frozen in your veins that you do crouch and cower like a belaboured hound beneath his master's lash oh comrades warriors thracians if we must fight let us fight for ourselves if we must slaughter let us slaughter our oppressors if we must die let it be under the clear sky by the bright waters in noble honourable battle End of section 55